Welcome to the journey of uncovering who you are meant to be. I'm Rachel Weaver, your jack-of-all-trades manifesting generator that will light the way. In this space, we'll explore what authenticity means so that you can wake up every single day saying, oh my God, I love who I am. Buckle up, my friends, because we're in for a wild ride as we decondition what the world has told us to be so that our soul can rest in who we're meant to be. Your soul has a message for the world, and this is where we find the gold and let her shine bright. You're in the right place if you want to build a business on the foundation of your authentic self. Let's go be you, babe. I can guarantee you that every entrepreneur you meet has had some kind of journey with visibility, confidence, being able to show up as yourself, especially as yourself. And no one is immune to having to clear some debris, clear some crap before we can really show up and be ourselves. And I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you with Kim Massell. She is a feminine empowerment coach. And we get into all authenticity and showing up as yourself and all of that good, yummy conversation. And as an MG, I love a good conversation. So buckle up. This is a long one and it is so good. Um, really excited to share this with you. On other notes, if you missed the club, <laughs> doors opened last, or doors closed, sorry, doors closed last week. But I'm already planning the next launch for the first part of September. So if you're like, dang, I missed it, um, it's going to be even better. The people that are in there, we are refining this thing to gold. I just had the first live audit group call and I'm like, my cheeks are all rosy because it was so much fun. It was so good. So many big aha moments in the thing I realized is that this isn't just about messaging. It's really not. It's it's about the energy behind your words. It's about your, your authenticity, your ability to show up as yourself, and then be able to say it clearly and articulate. That's the work that we're doing inside the club. And it's for people that are just getting started. We're working on unique selling points with a couple of them. And it's for people that have been doing this for 10, 20 years. There's someone in there that we're like refining her mastermind program that she's been running for 15 years. Like it's for everyone that just wants to find a more aligned way to communicate that feels like them, that is articulating and attracting the right people. They're done with the, the freebie seekers, the people that aren't willing to do the work. And they just want to work with people that light them up. That's the work we're doing inside the club. And I am so excited for the, to launch again. And I have a million ideas running through my head of how uh, all the good information that I want to share. But if you want to get on the wait list, I will put the link in the show notes. So if you want to jump on the wait list and be the first to know, there will be some goodies for the first to know people. Um, and yeah, that's it. So enjoy the interview and we will see you next week. Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to dive in, but like, let's just start with you telling 
the audience who you are, what you do, um, and why you love your work. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. <clears throat> it's always hard to define what my title is. <laughs> um, I think that's like a entrepreneur problem. Uh, hopefully not just a me problem, but I no, not just a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I own a psychotherapy practice here in Colorado. Um, and then I am a coach and I do business coaching. And then I also do confidence and, and, um, I guess, you know, embodiment coaching for women, helping women tap into their power. Mm, I love that. I love the confidence coaching. I think that's, it really is something that women struggle with. I know I struggled with it in, um, and I feel like there's even two layers of confidence, at least in my experience, it's been this way. Like you can outwardly feel really confident and people think that you're really confident, but on the inside, you're like, I'm not confident at all. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I feel like from, from my perspective, so I have a psychotherapy background. Um, it's just an ongoing process of deepening mm. more and more of your sense of value, your sense of worth. And that is like the outward manifestation of confidence is dependent on your internal sense of worth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, you know, and also parallels or is the same process of seeking enlightenment if you're looking at it through a spiritual lens. So it's like you're working towards letting go of any baggage you brought into this life or any baggage you picked up along the way in this life. And as you unpack all of that, you get closer and closer to your essence um, or more in touch with your essence. And that's the process of enlightenment. It's the process of um, building confidence, being seen, being heard, all of that. Yeah. Do you feel like as a psychotherapist, I mean, you do a talk therapy maybe um, or yeah. What do you feel like is if someone comes to you with like, I'm lacking in confidence. I feel like I can't do what I want to do. What is the process that you walk them through? Yeah. So <clears throat> I am trained in a lot of things <laughs> as a psychotherapist, but mainly I do um, somatically focused work. So it's body focused. Um, and then I do a lot of inner child work and weave spirituality into there. So there's all the things, um, shame, resiliency, like all the stuff. Um, and when somebody comes in looking to build their sense of confidence, um, to me, that's a cue that they're clear on the fact that they don't feel good enough, which is really great because that means that you're past a certain point of like releasing ego defenses to see that like Mm -hmm. you've progressed pretty far in the terms of the healing process. And you're like, oh, there's this part of me that just like feels broken and not good enough. And so in that case, that's when we work on that core wound of, um, you know, your sense of self-worth. So it's a lot of inner child work. It's a lot of uh, somatic work. It really just depends on what that person needs in that moment. Yeah. I love that you focus on the somatic work. I feel like that's new to me in my own, my own journey. Um, But in the last year, it's, I mean, it opened so many doors and I feel like it allowed me to look at things and heal through things without actually having to do a whole lot of work. It was just calming yeah. the nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, it was a game changer for me 
um, somebody that one of my mentors was like, Hey, you should go get trained to this. And I was like, okay. And, you know, we started getting training and it completely changed my life. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there's nervous system regulation. Then there's like working through how attachment belief systems are stored on your body and unpacking those, like everything to, I work with women around toxic internal, um, internalized, um, patriarchal and oppressive belief systems, like how those live in our body. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally agree. It's a big deal when you, when you start seeing that. Let's talk about that in terms of showing up as yourself, even in your own journey. How do you, how did you feel trying to be your authentic self? What does that even mean for you? Um, how have you come? I feel like it's showing up authentically is nervous system work because it's it's scary to do it. It's scary to show up and talk about different things. It's scary to put your offer out there, to put yourself out there. Um, let's talk about your journey and like how you have handled that in your own life. Totally. Yeah. Um, I was the kid that like best example of first grade when I had to go to the bathroom instead of raising my hand and being like, I have to go to the bathroom. I would walk up to the teacher and whisper in her ear, I have to go to the bathroom. So like, if that gives you a good understanding, like I was, uh, extremely quiet. I was the shy kid. Um, mm-hmm. and it took me a really long time to unpack that and recognize that that was not, I'm not, I'm not shy. That was self-esteem stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like fear of being seen, um, showing up. So my whole adult life, I've been working on unpacking all of that and being seen more and more. Yeah. Um, and last year I was featured in a Netflix film. And That's awesome. My entire financial world was put on blast. So uh, if that gives you an idea of like where I started and where I've gotten to, and I still feel like there's more, there's always more possibility, right? Like the more I allow myself to be seen, the more opportunities and possibilities there are for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I find it interesting in myself as well, like thinking about well, how would I feel if my audience was 10,000 people on Instagram or if I had this many people in a program or, and you start to realize where you're like, oh, that feels scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah. It's really hard to pinpoint that, um, the ways that we get in, in our own way of being Mm -hmm. seen, but that's Mm -hmm. like such a beautiful way to recognize where that edge is for us. Totally. You know, where do you feel uncomfortable? And that's probably where the work is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think it, a year or two prior to that film starting, I would never would have, like, if I had seen the application board, I would have just been like, yeah, great. Somebody's going to have a great time with this. Like, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind to apply. Yeah. Why did you apply? Um. Well, we were offered free coaching for a year. Um, and so that felt exciting to me. Uh, and we also decided, I mean, that's why I applied originally. I wanted coaching. Um, and I wanted coaching with this specific person. I had kind of like 
been looking for somebody that was trained under this person um, a couple years prior and couldn't find anything and just kind of gave up. And then it, this just like floated in front of me and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take a year free coaching. <laughs> um, and then when we were kind of offered, we had to decide like, do we want our kids to be seen in this film? Do we want to share our financial situation? And ultimately we decided it was an opportunity for growth to put ourselves out there, but also hopefully an opportunity to help other people that are going through the same stuff. Yeah. By- yeah. Oh, how did, I mean, going through that process, how was your nervous system? How were you in being able to say things without censoring yourself or, um, yeah. And then on the back end, how do you feel about doing that experience? Sure. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot I could say. (laughs) There's so, so many details. Um, I distinctly remember going to meet this coach who I'd known about for like years, um, for the first time for our first like interview or conversation with him. And my nervous system was all jacked up, like going, going there. I was like very anxious about being seen, we were going to go over for the first time, all of our financial documents and like all the things, all my overspending, which is why we were in this film. Um, And I, during the the interview, like it doesn't, I don't think you can really tell looking in uh, from the film, but internally I was pretty like not dissociated, but dissociated. Like I was somewhere in the, on that spectrum of dissociation where I was just so tired after being anxious the whole drive there that like my body was like, we just need to rest and recover right now. Like, why are you having a conversation? Um, so that, and then throughout the rest of the film, I was fine. Like I wasn't really too activated, but when it, the way that they handled it, they showed us, they didn't show us the film until a week before it aired. Wow. So we were just putting our like lives in the hands of these directors. And the paperwork we signed was like, we can twist your information to make it look however we want. And so we just kind of had to trust that they weren't oh. going like, to totally yeah. put us in this negative light, um, which we did. But there's always that, you know, mm-hmm. doubt in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> So I remember being very, um, very anxious and yeah, also just like, I didn't want us to be representative of like white privilege, which Mm. whether we like it or not, we are. So that was really uh, cycling in my body at the time that the film was coming out. And, you know, everything is like, it was a snapshot in time. And at the time, you know, I hadn't really started digesting the idea of white privilege as significantly as I have since the film came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was, there was all that was moving through my system. Mm-hmm. And now I, I feel like it would be really easy to look at it and feel shame, but I choose to see it as a snapshot in my process and, you know, to have compassion and love for that part of my process and also you know forgive any sort of like uh ignorance or whatever um mm-hmm. that I maybe could like that <laughs> 
So, well, and I think, I mean, this is a great example of following intuition and following that. Like, I feel like this is something we should do, even though it's going to be really hard. Um, and you, maybe even on the back end, you're like, I'm, I can pull some threads of good out of this, but it feels like there's a lot of bad too, but it's all adding up. And I think, I mean, without that experience, maybe you wouldn't be where you are today too. Yeah. No, overall, it was an amazing experience. And I think like it, you know, anytime you look back at a past version of yourself, you could either choose to shame or have compassion mm-hmm. and like, you know, gratitude for that part of your process because it was beautiful. And also it helped you to move towards the next totally. part of your process. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. How have you in your business feel like um showing up as yourself how has that evolved over the course of your business too yeah um it is an evolution for sure Uh, (laughs) I think that like my business evolution has been an a really strong avenue for me to build confidence and step into more alignment and I don't a lot of it you know I think I'm an opportunist. So things like fall into my lap and I say yes. And um, that magically like puts me in a position where I grow into a version of myself that I wasn't expecting to or knew was even a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I think we're talking about human design. I think I'm a hermit opportunist, I think is my like. Two, four. Uh, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and there's a secret gift there with that two line too. Of, um, and it's likely something that is really easy for you, but it's not for most people. And uh, do you feel like you know what that is? As oh, a- tell me. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's honestly, it's, it comes from experience. It comes from lots of different things. Um, but it, if I had to guess, it was probably something around. Um, being able to hold space for people as they process through their own emotions and their own grief and shame and all that and be able to guide them to the other side, which is something you have done on your own with that, you know, with your own tools and experience. Um, but that's just, I don't know, that's my intuitive guess on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, for sure. That's, uh, it is very easy for me to understand patterns, belief systems, like mm-hmm. to understand how to process from beginning to end um, an emotional experience and not just to process it, but to help people come to transformation, you know, like a, an expansive experience. Um, and also like opportunities and dedication, those things come really easy for me too. Manifesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when I'm really, like when I really surrender and let go, manifesting is like really, really, really magical for me. Yeah. Do you feel like your network of people, all the people that you know and in, that are in your life, both online and offline, um, really are in alignment? Like they light you up. You're excited to be with them. It feels like you're being or um, your highest self when you're around them. Do you feel like that? Uh, no, uh-uh. it depends no? on. Like, so like not in the moment, I think I okay. go through 
like I go through these processes, like these cycles of when I evolve, I have to find like a new group of people that Mm. fit my evolution. And right now I'm like in between. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's good. Because if you were to stay with those people that weren't necessarily in alignment anymore, then it's stifling those opportunities for you versus going, okay, I know I'm growing out of these people. I know that the next group of people is going to hold the next evolution, like you're saying, um, in opportunities and relationships and all of that. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, I'm very aware of it. Like it started when we moved here, things were great with my friends for a year or two, and then it, it completely disintegrated. And now I'm still in the process of like, I feel like I'm getting traction now and meeting the people that light me up and I feel like aligned, mm-hmm. but it's, they're just starting to drop in. Adult oh. friendships are hard. I feel like I meet a lot of people that I don't always want to be friends with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's hard. Like the further you develop in your personal journey, the harder it is to find people that have done that mm-hmm. same work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And want to talk about deeper things than just surface level or, or complaining or, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. They're stuck in their trauma mm-hmm. cycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, tell me about your, let's see. I had a question. I had a question in my head, but if you go, if you want to talk about it, I lost the question in my head. I I understand. I feel like I didn't fully answer the alignment, the alignment. (laughs) So happy to talk more about that. There's like so much there, you know? So one of the things that I've been really working on over the last few years is uh, building alignment into my lifestyle as well as my business, more, more alignment. Because when I moved here, I started a psychotherapy practice and I was like, whatever, I don't know if I'll even like be successful in my own. And I was still working part-time for another practice and it, it was super successful. And so I built this business, but at the time I was, um, we had just moved to Colorado. My husband didn't have a job and I was pregnant. (laughs) So there was a, a lot of like financial deficit happening in my system mm-hmm. and that business was born out of that. And mm-hmm. so to me, like the process of finding alignment in my business has really, a lot of it has come from seeing that and learning how to bring that business out of deficit and then also starting new avenues of work for myself that are more aligned. And one of those things for me was like totally leaving behind the realm of psychotherapy and moving into coaching and like having the freedom to build whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm continuing to kind of like evolve in my work. It's like this constant evolution. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And if you don't, I feel like if I'm not constantly evolving and changing, then it feels stagnant. It feels 
stifling and boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, So, and let's talk about starting that business from that deficit place. Cause I'm a huge proponent that when you're creating, especially when we talk about offers and I mean, offers align with business, but if you're creating from scarcity or lack or fear and anxiety, then you're actually going to attract in people that are kind of in that frequency as well versus creating a business and an offer from this place of what would be really exciting? How can I use my gifts to help others from abundance and love and all of those other higher vibration things? Have you found kind of when you sit back and think about it, um, that alignment as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I I kind of think of it as like whatever process I'm going through, I'm going to attract clients that maybe were in that process or, you know, let's say I, you know, work through something, I'm going to be working with the clients that have, are still working through that, like that thing that I kind of mastered. And so if it's like deficit mindset, that I've worked through, then I'm probably going to be working with those clients, you know, for yeah, yeah. A period of time following. Um, and also, you know, when you create a deficit, which sometimes you don't have, you don't have a choice. You're just well, right. Like yeah. I didn't have an alternative at that time. Like that was just where I was at. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're gonna things are gonna be different in that business versus mm-hmm. a business where you're in an abundant oh sorry can you hear me yeah i'm here oh that's choppy there we go that was a little choppy (laughs) i think we're good yeah 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 okay i'll keep keep chatting then um yeah it's going to be different than if you are building a business and you're in an abundant state in your system. So one of the things I work with clients on a lot and, you know, in myself, uh, it's been a process is like tapping into that abundant place before I start working on business related stuff or before I work with a client, because it is really easy to get like pulled down to that lowered vibration. Then like, create copy and put it out there and suddenly you have all these people that are like struggling with that same deficit Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. oh it's so fascinating to me um (laughs) and sometimes i mean you're in that you're in those lower vibrations and it just is right it's nothing to be shameful or feel bad about it's just where you are in that moment and what you're dealing with right like it's not um I think the challenge and the lesson is it in it is can you work through what you're going through there so that you can be in those higher vibrations? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, eventually I moved out of that deficit space and, you know, got to a place where I was like thriving and then things shifted again and I went right back into that deficit place. <laughs> And uh, like building back up to thriving right now. So things things shift and you can't always control it. So. Oh, same, same. I've, I mean, same up and down. I think that is a little bit of entrepreneurship in that it is not consistent. We think 
of working for someone else. It's a consistent paycheck. It's that consistency with it, all of its own baggage, right? But entrepreneurship is up and down and how you navigate that up and down really does affect the up and down, <laughs> like the results and how uh, your own nervous system. Absolutely. I yeah. can agree with that. Yeah. You have to be pretty courageous to be a business owner. <laughs> Ready to look at all the shadowy places. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Unless you're not an integrity and then yeah. that's a whole different story. How do you balance motherhood and business? I'm always curious how people. Uh, I mean, I prioritize my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it. Uh, I don't know. We're probably an extra, extra family because it's always been kids before work. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's a stay at home dad and my kids are both like in full time school basically. So he doesn't necessarily need to be in, but for us, we kind of see things through the lens of, of energy and bandwidth. And mm-hmm. even with him as a stay at home dad, I still feel like sometimes we're maxed out, energetically maxed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's like, not like, oh, we could both work and then we would come home and be with our kids like in the evenings and the weekends. It's like, if we both work, we're going to both be dysregulated and we're going to be miserable human beings. And like, that's not how we want to live. Mm-hmm. So we just, I don't know, we, we work around that. Um, like, for example, when I was, when I first had my kids, I worked two long days mm-hmm. and one short half day on the weekend so that I could be physically with my kids. Yeah when they were babies as much as possible so they only had nannies like two days a week um yeah for us it's it's a lot it's a lot to juggle but we kind of see it as this period of time where they're really young and it's really important for us to be available um you see i'm an attachment therapist originally so like I see all of that. I see the repercussions of people not being available to their kids early on. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't like not yeah. prioritize that. <laughs> totally. No, I'm the same way. Like we, um, my kids never really went to full-time daycare at all. They had a little bit of preschool. Um, they went to school for just a little bit and then we pulled them out and now we're homeschool. So we're, we're together a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That that is like I don't know. That's a whole nother level that I don't think I could handle. That's amazing. It's a lot of togetherness, but uh, they're they're getting older now. They're ten and eight, so there's a lot of independence that we're trying to foster now. Where like you don't need me to get yourself breakfast. You don't need me to do some of these things. <laughs> you got your little in-home Montessori school running. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, you can do this. I mean, we're here to support you, but oh my I mean, God. I'm a gen, well, I'm a gen X. I'm an 82. So really close to like gen X of like, hey, do that stuff yourself. There's a lot of independence building. I'm a very independent person myself. Um, and I don't know, parenting is just so interesting in that each stage kind of presents itself with um, something new that you're working on with the kids. I feel like when it's little, it's emotional, it's helping them regulate and understand what all these big emotions are. And then as they get into that 
more preteen. It's like, okay, let's think a little bit more about our actions and um, consequences, and independence. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even imagine. We're not there yet. That's wild. Yeah, I'm 83. So okay. yeah, it's a weird place to be because I don't really identify yes. as a millennial. I'm like, I don't really no. get you. <laughs> I'm not a millennial. A little bit, maybe. A I know, little. right? I know it's weird, isn't it? I feel the same way. I appreciate you <laughs> expressing. That. I needed that. I have <laughs> been saying it like Gen X, like um, TikToks or Instagram stuff, and I'm like, I totally re- relate to that. Like, we were making our own food at eight. We were outside all summer long. We drank from the hose. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was not me, but. I do. I do wish it was me. I had other other things for sure. But yeah, I think it depends on where you grow up too. Like we're, I grew up on a farm. Um, my husband grew up on like South Dakota ranch kind of environment. So it was, it was a different world. It was, um, yeah, a different environment, but wow. Oh, I love how this took an avenue down. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. Um, oh, maybe on that parenting note, how do you foster authenticity within your own kids and helping them be themselves? Yeah, I mean, that's huge for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I was that first grader that didn't even have the courage to like speak in front of the class. So um, helping my kids develop a sense of confidence and grounding and like regulation is my number one. priority yep so yeah I mean I think it's just always the focus right like Mm -hmm. uh, in moment to moment as well as big picture I'm like okay let's get my daughter into like drama classes so that she's like being seen and she's like speaking her truth and she's vocal you know she came home last week and she was like I'm a triple threat and I was like yeah That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's always at the forefront for me. Yeah, yeah same uh, confidence and yeah, just them feeling like they don't have to do what other people do. They can dress however they want to dress or whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. My son has like he uh, consistently picks pink nail pl- polish with the glitter on top. So uh, yeah, I totally, I totally feel that. Yeah, yeah. My, my son was super into rainbows for the longest time, and now he's eight, and he's like, oh, "I'm good." Like, under <laughs> okay. the cars, he's always loved cars, but like, loves obsessed with cars. Mine too. <laughs> uh, um, what else do you want to? Do you feel like you want to share on just the work that you do and how people can be? Um, just regulate their own emotions within business and being able to show up confidently um, as authentically as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's all like the thing about being a business owner is that you can't um, untangle your personal confidence and and process with entrepreneurship and the success of your business. Like if you're not feeling confident, you're going to struggle to build a business that's successful um you know you can have the skills but if you don't have the confidence you're gonna have all kinds of blocks 
you know, leading up to you mm-hmm. launching things, putting things out there, like uh, imposter syndrome, it's just going to come up all the time. Mm-hmm. So the work of, in my opinion, like the work of being successful in business is maybe like, you know, 15% skills, but like 85% confidence, you know? Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I went through a huge confidence. I don't know. I don't know. Existential crisis like a year and a half ago where I like, I remember crying to my business coach. I'm like, I'm confident. I don't know why. Like there was no reason to not feel confident. It was just completely internalized. And what I made it all mean, which was its own lesson in itself. Um, But yeah, you're totally right. If you don't feel confident in what you're doing and what you're saying and who you are, you're up for a battle um, and a really rough road. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. No, I I think like we incrementally go through those. Mm -hmm. We feel like, I don't even know how to talk. Like, how am I supposed to like be a coach? I don't know about you, but sometimes that goes along. It's like a developmental thing. I think we like bump up against our next evolution and all of a sudden we're like, wait, how do you make, like, how do you make jokes? Like, how do you talk? Am I like, just a terrible communicator. Can I not socialize? Like it all just falls apart for a while. Yep. Yeah. And then you like slowly build the pieces back up, but it's, uh, yeah, I've, I think, I mean, I've been a psychotherapist. I was a psychotherapist for like 15 years. So I would go through these points where I was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. It's all like just, yeah, you want to, and in those moments, it feels like you can't get past it. It feels like it will never go away; that it will always be. And in some ways, it is. It, I think, it will always be under the surface a little bit. I still feel like it, that voice comes back every now and then. But now I feel like no, I like battled that dragon, and <laughs> now it's just like no, it's total bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, I, I really believe that it's, you know, these cycles of growth that we go through. Like mm-hmm. We master some uh, something around a particular pattern we have. And like we go around the circle, there's like, you know, mm-hmm. the spring and the summer and then the fall hits. You're like, oh, here we go again. And then you're like back into that like messy part. And then you, you know, keep going deeper and deeper into that belief system yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's an onion for sure. Layer after yeah. layer. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, write a review, it helps to get the word out. And if you wanna dive in deeper to what authentic copy and messaging is for you, then please visit rachelweaver.com where there's guides and templates and more options for one-on-one copywriting, all specific to you and your energy. I thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Be babe.